This call is You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Um, just want to start with extending everybody um, the happiest of New Year's. Um, <clears throat> I don't think, regardless of whatever age you are, um, we've all lived a crazier existence than the year 2020. Um, we'll see where 2021 takes us. Um, but, you know, fingers crossed, hopefully, you know, we get back to the lives we've grown accustomed to and, you know, normalcy within our worlds. Um, that's, you know, what I wish. And for everybody, I wish you, you know, the healthiest and the happiest 2021 can bring you. Your Lockdown, game, uh, Lockdown Browns pregame show, uh, Jeff Lloyd, of course, joined by Pete Smith. We're going to break everything down as hopefully the madness for the Browns is lightening up here. Ahead of Sunday's matchup at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers, one o'clock start with the playoff opportunity, obviously, on the line. Uh, your Locked On Browns pregame show is brought to you by Pepsi, and it has been all year. And thanks to the great folks over at Pepsi, thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment, or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Uh, I mean, obviously, my day is blocked off Sunday, uh, starting 1 o'clock. Um, look, I mean, we're all waiting for it. You all deserve it. We'll see what Sunday brings us. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football, watching. As I said, we have Pete Smith along for the ride here. Um, here is what we know to this point. Um, Denzel Ward, Andrew Sandeo, Harrison Bryant, Malcolm Smith, B.J. Goodson, none of them will be available Sunday. Questionable, Sioni Takitaki, Wyatt Teller, J.C. Treader, Tay Davis. Um, if Wyatt Teller can't go, folks, it's going to get really really hairy with Nick Harris out. And then there's the Carl Joseph news, which I believe tomorrow would be his fifth day if he is continuing to test negative. So that's where we're at with that. Um, we'll start on the offensive side of the ball here. Um, Pete, yes, getting the receivers back, um, activating Hollins to the uh, active roster for this week. Um not a lot of practice time this week, and, you know, obviously we understand. Well, I mean, you know, I guess, I mean, you only really technically missed Thursday's practice. Um, but, I mean, at week 17, this is more about we want to work on this. We want to make sure because this is something we think we have an opportunity for. So the, the missed day of practice on Thursday probably isn't, you know, crucial, vital. Of course, you would have loved to have it. Um, but if any team has done a great job, working with this Zoom system and virtual teaching and all that stuff. To this point, Coach Stefanski and his team has. So I, I don't think there's, you know, as much as you would have loved to have Thursday, I, I don't think it's going to truly set them back from the opportunity to just get better players on the field this Sunday against Pittsburgh. Uh, the only people I think it hurts uh, when it comes to practice and not having it are the really young players. I think obviously he's not going to be available, but a guy like Harrison Bryant would be hurt by that. Uh, I think maybe potentially some of these youngish DBs, especially now they're going to have to step in maybe, but overall, no, 
I think they'll be okay. Uh, more than anything, it's about getting healthy. Uh, you know, maybe they're tweaking some things, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, that m- might make it sort of worth a conversation. But overall, that part doesn't worry me. It's it's all the it's the extra stuff. It's you know, it's it's just having all of your guys available. It's about being able to sort of effectively game plan. It's about that stuff, and they've been able to at least game plan enough. Uh, that should be okay, but obviously they're going to be shorthanded at every level of both sides of the ball, which is tough. And well, Pittsburgh's doing the same. And you know, you know, if Pittsburgh wants to continue to send over Christmas gifts here this week, that's fine. But um, when you're talking, you know, uh, obviously with you know Hayward out, and you're talking with TJ Watt out, um, and maybe it's going to be uh, you know addition by subtraction that a certain safety will not be there on Sunday for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But look, uh, to this point, and look, there were players on the Browns that were not here for this first contest. Uh, Wyatt Teller was certainly one of those guys. Um, so getting back your entire offensive line, um, Jedrick Wills, obviously, you know, practiced all week, um, you know, whatever, you know, and this is what's the, been the most difficult thing about this. And it's not even just the NFL. I mean, it's real life. Um, is somebody actually sick or does somebody have COVID? Um, Jedrick Wills, obviously, was just sick. Um, so it, it creates for a whole, you know, obviously, you know, you know, certainly, you know, muddies the waters as far as trying to figure things out here. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to get the return, and look, I mean, you know, Wyatt Teller, I mean, I don't care if it's a quarter or a quarter and a half. He's got to go. Um, you know, and I don't think, you know, Wyatt Teller probably feels any differently. And, you know, we've talked about, you know, a ton about how this Browns training staff in accordance with the coaching staff has done a fantastic job in trying to, you know, be super cautious with the guys. And that's fantastic. But it's week 17. As of right now, you are not guaranteed week 18. Um, so these guys got to go. But, I mean, if you were able to go with your full offense, just minus Harrison Bryant, who seems, you know, there's times here later in the year that maybe he's hitting a little bit of a rookie wall. Um, look, you've got what you need to get this done. You've got what you need. T.J. Watt not going to be there. Obviously, Hayward not going to be there. Um, you know, and, and pass rush has always been an issue when the Browns have played the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the recipe is there. And, you know, yeah, you're running the ball, probably going to need to get it going this week, Pete. Um, and the game may dictate that as apparently the forecast is looking for a white Sunday. Is that is that what I'm hearing, Pete? Uh, yeah, there's a high potential for, for snow. Uh, and, yeah, uh, look, you, you're going to – it's player go home. So whatever you've got, you've got to – play um so Wyatt Teller obviously is a big factor for a number of reasons but you know they they if they have an issue they will be on at you know depending on Kendall Lamb uh they will have their third string tackle their fourth string center or their fourth string guard uh if something goes wrong and if Kendall Lamb can't go then it's your fourth string tackle so You've got all your starters, but you have nothing else. So everything has to go right from that standpoint. But again, you either win or, you know, you don't do anything. I mean, that's it. So, I mean, hurt versus injured becomes a big conversation. The Browns can't afford to be cautious anymore. Um, They just have to get it done and and get the win. So that part, you know, it's going to be a factor. So maybe – Hopefully Wyatt Teller's just healthy. I mean, that'd be great. But if he's not, you're still going to have to get whatever you've got out of him. 
and you're going to need it again the following week. And this is where that battle of attrition becomes big. And obviously the COVID element has put a, you know, at this point in the season has basically put an injured reserve tag on most everybody. Like, I don't think Denzel Ward's going to be back unless they get to like the second round. And even then, you know, that's yeah, well, I mean, you know, just doing the simple math. You don't see how he is eligible for a playoff game. Granted, yeah, they play some really know, good football in history weeks, but go ahead. Yeah, let's say he is, uh, you know, if he has anything resembling a symptom that's going to affect his lung capacity, like what are you getting at that point? Like it's tough. B.J. Goodson, you know, does he have any symptoms? I mean, is this an issue that, you know, now basically ruins him for the rest of the year, even if he is eligible to come back just by virtue of, you know, the nature of this this, this uh, virus and everything that comes with it. So that's sort of extra element. Even if the timing works out for, on some of these guys, they just may not be able to help you at this point. So, you know, that's going to be put a, put a big damper on the secondary. Uh, you're down there. You know, the Browns have been – fine when they've been able to play with their top three corners and that's no longer an option. They've got uh, most of their safeties, the good safeties, one safety uh, back. So you can (laughs) at least do that. You know, linebacker, you're going to have to be a little bit creative. Defensive line is the one spot where you've got everybody. That's like, you know, saving grace right now. And hopefully, you know, Miles Garrett is full go offensive line again, thin, you know, you know, at this point, whenever I see, you know, the facility is shut down, I'm, I'm thinking just don't be Baker Mayfield at this point. That's really where I'm at. That's that's a shame. But that's, you know, that's sort of the thing is like they, they just can't afford to lose somebody of that magnitude at this point. And maybe they can muddle through and at least make the playoffs. And then after that, you know, everybody's sort of in this. And, and I think there's every reason to believe that COVID is going to impact or decide a playoff game. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Um, and now you see today with the New Orleans Saints with Alvin Kamara. And if you're sick today, guess what? Tomorrow doesn't mean a hell of beans, but you're certainly not playing next weekend. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Devin White's out. Uh, Shaq Barrett is on the, you know, the five-day list. But there's going to be a team that's going to have their season ended by this. But, you know, if you, you could have seen the writing on the wall here over the last couple of weeks that this was eventually, you know, and look, almost every team's had their, their bad times with it. So it, it, again, it is what it is. Uh, I think everybody's in agreement. These players want to make their millions of dollars. I think they're okay with risking it. Pete, there is a lot of talk about this. And obviously there's a lot of mention that, you know, we could rerun this. If the Browns pull this off on Sunday, you can rerun this back in a week and be headed to Pittsburgh to go play the Steelers again. And, you know, I'm seeing some people, you know, trying not to, this is, you, you, you have to empty the bag. If you can get up early, that's fantastic and put it on cruise control to finish, but you're guaranteed crap. You've got to, you literally have to empty the playbook. If that's what it comes to, um, you, you know, you need the running game to get going again. Um, and maybe with the pieces on the offensive line that should lead to that. If you can keep it vanilla, and win, that's fantastic. But you've got to do what you've got to do because, you know, there is no promise that people are walking into that facility Wednesday getting ready for practice. They could be walking into that facility Wednesday grabbing the rest of their shit and not coming back till God knows when, especially after what J.C. Treader spoke about the other day. Yeah, there's no question. You, you can't leave anything in the bag that might help you win and then have it waiting there for next season. So – 
yeah, perfect scenario. You would, you know, come out and dominate. That'd be great. And you do that quickly and you can save as much as you want. Uh, but you can't plan that way. You have to plan like you're going to win. And, and honestly, maybe sort of like you're planning for two weeks and whatever you don't use sort of carries over. And then you additionally game plan, uh, you know, whatever, whatever extra factors are going to change. But yeah, you know, even if the Browns are going to put themselves in a, a disadvantage next week, which there's every reason to believe that could be the case, you have to win. I mean, getting into the playoffs, even if you're going to lose to the Steelers, is good. You have to get there. Um, and and I don't think it's the end of the world if they don't, just because of everything that's going on. But that doesn't change the we fact. Know, but we know what faction is going to be all over it, and there's already people trying to put stuff <laughs> on Coach Stefanski. Their time yes. came at the wrong time. That's all. It just came at the wrong time. Right. So, I mean, it's our fault for getting that easy win against the Giants. We get to we get the one easy win and then everything else has to be normal grinded out all the way. So, uh yeah, <laughs> do it, it you know, get there. I think ultimately the biggest problem is like looking back on this, I I don't think people are going to remember, you know, the hardships necessarily. They're just going to look at what did or didn't happen and that's going to be a thing that's held against them which I think is unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, we still have people complaining that the Browns couldn't run the ball against the Jets, you know, and they should have ran it more when the third string right guard and the third string tackle were having issues. And, you know, the Jets were basically just saying, if you want a 90-yard touchdown pass, you can have the 90-yard touchdown pass because we're just going to break to the line of scrimmage as soon as you snap the ball. We're going to get to a little bit more here. Jeff Floyd, Pete Smith, we're going to flip it up the defensive side of the ball. Um and I, I, I don't even want to get, we're going to get, we'll mention it, but I don't want to get into it today that the fact that these questions were still brought up. Um, but, you know, all more coming on your Lockdown Browns pregame show for week 17. Are we ready for some football? College football is in bowl season and now even in the playoffs. And there are some big matchups this weekend, still coming later tonight as we are here Recording on New Year's Day, NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clearer. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Plenty of games this Sunday, obviously in the NFL. Game of the week. Come on, folks. There's nothing more important. The Brown Steelers, I think the line now is currently uh, around nine and a half on betonline.ag. Uh, so go ahead, check that out. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book expert. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner on Twitter at, at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. Bet online. Pete, it was I, – I, I hate that the, the, the questions even came up today, uh, but it's, it, it, it's what the media does. Um, as we all know, Mason Rudolph will be quarterbacking for the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. 
I don't think that really terrifies anybody all too much as you know, thinking about the last time we actually saw Mason Rudolph play. Interesting, Interestingly uh, enough, you know, the questions were asked to Miles Garrett. Look, these guys, neither one of them has spoken about it. If they do, it's great. If these two guys never speak about it, who cares? You know, it was an incident. Um, I don't care what anybody says. There was, there we, we, as we said at the time, well over a year ago, there was wrong on both sides. That's the way we will always feel. Um, but, uh, you know, and then with, you know, Miles, you know, not being captain for the Dallas Cowboys game, you know, Coach Stefanski said, well, you know, which game should I, in, you know, Miles Garrett, knowing what the rivalry means. Maybe at the time, seeing where the season was headed. Um, yeah, I want to be captain week 17. So, you know, look, it's not going to be what anybody thinks. And Miles, you know, that one night was the worst you're ever going to see in Miles Garrett, um, you know, out of, you know, if he's, what, 25 years old and he times that by 365 days a year. Um, probably the worst day of Miles Garrett's life. He's just, just not the person he is. So to have that brought up, whatever. <laughs> We all know what happened, and you know I think we all have our faith in the you know the type of man, the type of person, the type of human being that number ninety five is. But you get to this defensive side of the ball here, and now Pete, you know, similar to last week where you looked around the offensive side of the ball and it was kind of like, man, where is everybody? Um, it's going to be that way on the defensive side of the ball here. Um, but again, you know, um, some of them, you know, it's I mean, whoever you're subbing out to sub in, it's not a big change. Uh, Denzel Ward's obviously always a difficult loss because um, you see the difference he makes in this defense. But there was that three-game stretch beat where Denzel Ward was out earlier in the year. This team played really well through that stretch. Um, you're getting Ronnie Harrison back. I'm thinking, hopefully, with Carl Joseph and Pete, maybe, you know, I'm sure Shelter Gregwin's going to play, but maybe we get our first taste of, you know, Tedrick Tom, uh, Thompson, which we'd like to see. Um, but like, as you mentioned, um, you've got these guys up front. Pouncey's not going to play, uh, but the defensive line and, you know, they've obviously, you know, had their way getting after the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterbacks in years past. Um, and this is where it's going to have to start. Um, you know, whoever's running the ball, whether it's, you know, Connor, whether it's Snell, whether it's McFarland, shut them down, force Mason Rudolph to try and beat you. And I don't think anybody truly believes that that is going to happen and just get after it. But this defensive line has got to play top-notch nasty on Sunday. Well, and the biggest thing is Mason Rudolph, uh, beyond the fact that if I was in his situation, I would try to find Miles Garrett as quickly as possible and start my three-part apology before the game. Uh, maybe it settles him down slightly because otherwise he's going to kill him. Um, well, and the other thing is you're going to be terrified to the living death of, oh, my God, Miles Garrett is now lining up over the right tackle. This could be the last time I ever step on a football field or the last time I breathe because, look, if Miles is going to get a clean shot on Mason Rudolph somewhere sometime on Sunday, and I'm going to tell you right now, he, he's going to hit him with all he's got. Well, the Steelers' offensive tackles are awful this year. Uh, Alejandro Villanueva has never blocked Miles Garrett. He's not going to start tomorrow. Uh, their left guard has been. He's not getting better at it. He's not getting better with eight. Yeah. And, and Marquise Pouncey is out, but he wasn't good. Like he's not played well. So there's down. caddy at this point. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's important for them for line calls and stuff like that. So it's an advantage. But the biggest thing is without Ben Roethlisberger getting rid of the ball in 2.2 seconds, Mason Rudolph 
if he doesn't, he's going to get killed. Uh, you've got not just Miles Garrett. That whole defensive line is going to be fired up for this one. Uh, you know, beyond uh, oh yeah, beyond everything with Miles, it's just win or go home. You're going to see whatever they've got. So I mean, there's that added element, but there's just not you know, there's just not much that makes sense for Mason Rudolph to realistically be able to do it unless he's just throwing it. I don't, he's not a, a, you know, a significantly fast mental processor. So, I mean, maybe they try to just fade up to limit that. Maybe they try some screen stuff, but they can't run the ball. So, you know, this may ultimately be a game where you have to see miles uh, Mason Rudolph drop back 40 plus times. If that happens, it's not going to end well. He's going to get killed. Uh, and it's just a question of whether or not that's enough. Uh, you know, is that going to be, you know, is that going to result in the turnover? Is that going to result, you know, n- enough to win? And previously it was when they had, you know, both their defensive ends out there. They they went pretty handily. Uh, I, that's the result, you know, obviously Vegas expects. But uh, there's little reason to believe that won't happen. Uh, and, and, you know, the Steelers can't stop the run very well either. Uh, and when you take out, you know, arguably your, you know, your, 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 your stud players in Cameron Hayward and uh, TJ Watt, I don't know if Tewitt's playing or not. Uh, if he is, he's listed he's- as a go, which is weird because he's got a little bit of a back injury, but he practiced in full. But it really, I mean, it just seems odd. Like you're going to just like kind of leave him out there. Um, but the other two guys are going to get a rest. But yeah, you've got three elite defensive players. And you're not playing at least two of them, and 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 it may be a situation where they just have to have to it because they don't have enough guys, and he sort of lost that battle to the veteran, uh, the more veteran guy in Hayward. Uh, but they they couldn't stop the run well lately with that group, and, and Tyson Alualu is a hell of a football player too. But uh, they just don't do that well, and then you know you should be able to pass against that. They're pass defense isn't much better and that's heavily relying on their pass rush, which they're not going to have save for uh, the rookie uh, Highsmith, who's I think is pretty good and to it. Uh, but that's not much. So, you know, everything really favors the bronze to take care of business as much as people are, you know, there, there's this creeping insecurity about, well, you know, weird scenarios and all this, they're just better and 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 if not for the weirdness of losing to the Jets the way they did and the Steelers pulling that game out of you know standing up to pull that game out um I think people would be extremely confident in this and they still should be I mean, I mean th- there's the element of you have to do it and I think there's this like overcorrection that because of the way the Jets game went you have to be super nervous about this. but uh they're just better and they should be able to prove that pretty easily it's at home too on top of everything else it's at home Twelve thousand fans um not that weather you know weather being an issue obviously that's not going to affect pittsburgh uh but you know you've got all the scenarios um to you know to put it in their place and you know the, the browns what has aided them in and you know, we've never denied this obviously the weather was a factor for this defense um and helped them certainly through wins against philadelphia houston uh, those weeks, um, Mason Rudolph's also not very mobile, so you're not worried so much about you know collapsing pocket and all of a sudden he's gone. Um, yeah, he's more mobile than Ben, but you know that's like you know <laughs> there's like a million things in the world that are <laughs> more mobile than Ben Roethlisberger. Um, 
the interesting thing, Pete, and it, 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 if getting Carl Joseph back and with what you're missing at the linebacker position, can we maybe finally get to see Joe Woods at least get to experiment with these three safeties that he'd like to play? Um, look, if Thompson's not playing tomorrow, it, it comes to the point of then what in the world is he actually doing here? Um, there's no time like the president, and at least this is somebody that, you know, the Steelers ain't got no damn film on. Well, I mean, look, Tedrick Thompson's a backup. He's there to be depth. Um, I don't expect that he's going to play unless he has to. Um, but that's the only real argument for not using, multi, you know, three safety set is you are saying that you're terrified if, if somebody gets hurt at this point, that you just don't have the depth. Having said that, again, are you going to leave that potential move in the bag because you're worried about, you know, guys getting hurt when you need to win and there is no next week unless you do. So uh, certainly I, I understand that they, that they ultimately want to have more depth there to be able to do this regularly, but their linebackers are bad and they're worse now. Uh, so this sort of really We're talking about a linebacking unit on Sunday of Sione Taki Taki, Mac Wilson and Jacob Phillips, you know, Sione's been playing well, you know, Jacob Phillips, we have high hopes for, haven't seen a ton of it. And, you know, Obviously, we all know I'm 51. Yeah, so, I mean, look, it, it gives you sort of a free ticket to try it. Um, and it, and if, you know, if that is indeed what they want to do next year, it's a great sort of free look at it. Uh, again, you win or go home. So, I mean, you you even if you just want to use it situationally, it, there's, no per, there's no better opponent to use it again than the one that can't run the ball anyway. So it just makes you more <laughs> equipped – to deal with their passing game. And obviously Carl Joseph is going to be better as an extra linebacker than say Mac Wilson and trying to mitigate some of their 100%. underneath passing game, which at least Carl Joseph knows the correct angles to take for God's sakes. Yeah. I mean the, the uh, underneath passing game, obviously it's maybe different with Ben Roethlisberger, but that's been such a huge part of their offense that, you know, Maybe the, the, if they do have to play them in, in another week and, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's full go and all that stuff, that potentially that could be a turnover and, you know, or, or a big play on the ball or something that gives you sort of a, a little bit of, uh, you know, an extra something to carry an advantage. You know, I'd love to see Mac Wilson do anything, but I'm just, you know, we're now basically hoping against all evidence that something's going to happen that's positive. So you might as well go with your best shot. To me, I think your best shot is going to be with uh, Joseph at that rover spot, Harrison at strong, and then, you know, red wine at, at free. And, and you can potentially switch some things up. You know, they, they, they have the ability to sort of switch roles up. I think Chalker red wine does have the ability to help in the slot and man coverage and some stuff. So if they want to sort of confuse Mason Rudolph with some looks and change their, their abilities so that like Harrison becomes the free safety or Joseph, you know, backs the strong, something like that. There's a lot of ways you can sort of mess with somebody like Rudolph or, or, or if that's something you want to sort of just get those guys out there and see if they're comfortable, maybe you save that for Ben. I don't know. But what I do know is that their defense is awful and they can use anything to sort of give them an edge, especially now, especially trying to face teams uh, that maybe are going to get something that you haven't shown them and that that could potentially be an advantage. 
Yeah, and I mean, with limited numbers, it, it, it may force you to, you know, essentially, you know, dig into the bag of tricks a little bit more. Um, and we'll see. Um, we're going to get to, uh, you know, game thoughts here, uh, you know, potential outcome and obviously you know, the confidence meters we like to do here as we continue to roll on through your Lockdown Browns pregame show, Sports Illustrated. Pete Smith joining your host, Jeff Lloyd. The improved built bar is even de more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors now, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six of the new lineup, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They are great with the keto diet. Your flavor profile on your cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carb. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code at LOCKDOWN, all caps, no space, and you get 20% off your next order. Again, the promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Pete, I think the ideal scenario for this is the Browns get the running game going. They get a lead early. Pittsburgh has essentially already told you they don't truly care about this game in any way, shape, or form. Go out there, get up 13-0, get up 14-0, get up 17-0. Both teams will just go vanilla from there. And we know there's a really good possibility we can run this back in a week. But play smart, play efficient, get out, you know, throw the first punch, whether it's on defense, whether it's on offense. No, I don't mean like that, you morons. Throw the first punch. Let them know that you are here for the taking. Pittsburgh's essentially giving you this win gifting you this win because it means nothing to them as much as having their players a little bit refreshed because pittsburgh never truly had a bye week um they didn't really have a huge COVID scare like other teams did but they certainly had their schedule manipulated due to COVID. so you know the way they're handling this obviously makes smart they they've been down this road before they exactly know what they're doing go out get up early you know save everybody's hearts and let's just wrap this sucker up and start talking about next week. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the best thing the Browns can possibly do in this game is to, for the guys who are going to be playing next week, the guys who are, you know, getting ready for the playoffs, is the quicker you can put it in their head that they're thinking about, well, we'll be back next week and we'll have our, our dudes. The faster you can do that, the better you are. Better you are. Because at, at that point, you've already sort of made it okay for them to lose. And then at that point, I mean, whether you want to go generic or not um, is, is sort of an option. But I mean, at that point, it may be looking at it as sort of like a way to sort of time up things, get confident, obviously coming out of that Jets game, get everything where you want it to be so that in that next week, you're ready to go. Uh, that doesn't mean you show everything, but you still can run – an offense that, you know, that's saying like, we are, you know, we want to leave this game feeling good about ourselves and put even the slightest bit of doubt or uh, reset it so that they have to at least think about what happened, you know, the, what happened losing that they can't just ride in feeling good about themselves. Uh, especially if you put it on, on a pretty big, 
that just getting those players back isn't enough. That you put those doubts back into them that you know that they that they had lost what would be their fourth fourth loss out of five games. That they hmm. you know that they aren't the team that's eleven and zero anymore. That all those doubts creep back in and uh, give you sort of that mental edge. Uh, and obviously, look, building building confidence that you can move the ball on these guys, even if it's not against their stud guys, you know, especially their DBs and stuff. They're not sitting those guys out. Uh, just putting it on those guys and, and giving yourself that sort of mental edge. What is probably, in your opinion, Pete, the most important thing? And this isn't just for a recipe, you know, for victory, because I, I think we feel, I think we feel okay that unless you know something drastically just doesn't work out right they should be able to pull this one off i mean for me i think i need to see kind of the return of the run game it just it's been a few weeks now and it's just it's not been as effective and i understand you know why teller's a huge part of that but this is a pretty good offensive line minus Wyatt teller uh i think we really need to see an improvement from this run game yeah, for the same reason that you want to, you know, you you don't want to just barely squeak by the Steelers. You want to give yourself that confidence and remind yourself, oh yeah, we are good at this. This is who we are. This is our identity. You know, we don't have a rookie out there and a and a backup. That when we have our five guys out there, we are as good as they've been in the league. And obviously, those guys have redemption on their mind anyway. Uh, White Teller missed the first matchup, but the other four performed their worst game of the year in the first matchup against the Steelers. So regardless of who's out there, they just need to put it on the other helmet and get themselves confident in that regard. So I absolutely think getting the running game is going. I think just feeling coming out of that game, feeling good about the offense and everything with it. So if it's a snow game and, you know, maybe you're throwing the ball around because, you know, you've just been able to do that effectively and you want to time that thing up. But certainly uh, that is something that's going to have to be there against anybody you know if you're playing the Steelers in a week in the playoffs if you manage to play a team like the Bills if you you know let's say they squeak through and get to the Chiefs they have to be able to run the game run run the ball it's not as if they can't win throwing but they can't control the clock throwing and that has been such a big part of their game to be able to close out uh to be able to protect leads to be able to take teams out of their rhythm and stuff like that. And obviously just give, give your defense, which is going to be limited, uh, uh, all the help they can get in terms of being fresh and being able to attack. Confidence meter, Pete. We're going to sit down here regardless on Sunday, um, somewhere after four, uh, 4 o'clock. We're going to hit this record button. Um, <laughs> could be great, could be bad. I just don't see a way, Pete, um, you know, especially after getting that kick in the nuts they got last week um, of the bad Saturday news and obviously knock on wood, you know, praying, you know, that we actually get to, you know, Sunday morning and hear that everything's good, all systems are go. Uh, I just don't see a way that they can't pull this out. I mean, Pittsburgh's literally gifting you this, giving you it. Um, you know, sitting, you know, their key ingredients for them. Um, I don't have much faith in Mason Rudolph whatsoever. And I think, and you've seen with Baker this week, I think Baker, you know, kind of didn't really say it and, you know, certainly stood up for his mistakes against the Jets. But, you know, I, I, he certainly seemed like a kid that was like, you know, hey, you gave us a test today. 
and you didn't teach us the material. Like you knew he was aggravated, you knew he was agitated. And between that, uh, the return of the offensive line, I, I just don't see how this doesn't go in their favor on Sunday. Well, so, I mean, they lost to the Jets, and yet, you know, they they had every ability to win that game. Um, or at least tie it. Or at least tie it and take it to overtime. Sure. Uh, you know, just, just in terms of ability, despite losing the guys they lost, they had more than enough to win that game, and they, and they choked it away. And there were things that didn't go well uh, offensively. There were things that get, didn't go well defensively. There are things that I think Kevin Stefanski wishes he had back uh, in terms of play calling and sort of the game plan. Sure, but well, granted, when you only get when you only get you know five hours to essentially put in a plan, it, it's a little bit difficult. But go ahead. sure. But the point is, I haven't seen this team do that twice in a row on any sort of level since mm-hmm. the bye week like the passing game was always sort of working itself out but Kevin Stefanski has had three games where I thought he was flustered uh in terms of play calling the Ravens game right out of the first week of the season uh the first Steelers game the first Steelers game uh and then the first half of the Jets game I don't think he's going to have that happen a second time nope. uh I think that's going to be big. I think, obviously, I think the running game is going to be better. I think the defense will be better. Uh, and, and I think, uh, you know, obviously they will pass the ball better with with their guys. And this becomes, you know, sort of an opportunity for a guy like David Njoku, hopefully, uh, that, you know, without Harrison Bryant that he can do more because he's become this – he's become He's like, outplaying. He's easily outplaying Harrison Bryant. Nobody wants to talk about this. He's most of the time not outrepping him, but he's outplaying him. Well, he's not quite in Darren Fell's territory, but he's flirting with Darren Fell's territory. And we're getting to this point. We're getting to this point where every time I see David Njoku do something, it's good, uh, or I just feel good about it. Uh, and a lot of that's his blocking. He's been really, really good. I give him a ton of credit uh, in terms of just how, how good he's become as a blocker. But in terms of like, like the, when he gets the ball, good things happen. Like I, I want to see more of those things. Like he. Again, he moves. He moves like two steps, and he gains three yards. He's just so damn athletic, and you'd like to see him them do more with him down the field. And so they say he's just got more there than Harrison Bryant does, and he always will. There's, there's Harrison Bryant. You can, I think, is is going to be a nice player, but you can sort of see what he is. You know, at least from an athletic standpoint, you're not going to expect him to suddenly get faster. He may play more confidently. He may play a slightly faster just in terms of the, the speed of the game and sort of understanding what he needs to do. But he can't do what Njoku can do. And Austin Hooper can't really do what Njoku no. can do in certain respects. So that becomes this really big option. But they, they haven't had this type of, you know, back-to-back awful outing type thing. And I don't expect it to happen this week. And I don't think the Browns feel sorry for themselves. I think they're, I don't think, I think they're, they're more pissed off than they're, I think yeah. they're more pissed off than they are upset. Yeah. I don't think they uh, are, are looking for people to feel sorry for them. I think they're, they're fired up and, and they're back in that mentality of sort of, again, you want to assume we can't do it. We're going to go prove we can. And I think, Baker sets the tone in that standpoint. He's never, you know, to his credit, he's not he's not afraid uh, of the big stage uh, with this team and 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 throughout his career. So I think he's going to set that tone of you know, follow me, let's do this, we've got this, and the line will do this too because most 
mostly they're veterans other than Jedrick Wills. I, th- I think they'll be fine from that same. I, th- I think once they sort of get going, I think people will relax and feel good about feel good about it. It, it just they just need that first first down, that first completion, that first sort of just like okay, they're gonna you know settle in and take care of this. Yep. And, you know, it, it, a lot of that is going to come from the fact that it's kind of a revolving door right now of who's in, who's out. Um, and, you know, no disrespect to Jamarcus Bradley and you know Marvin Hall. These guys did all they could, um, but there's other receivers on this team for a reason. And, you know, Kadero Hodge, obviously a, a strong special teams player. Um, these guys all block well, these receivers coming in here. Um, you have the nice blend of what you have where, you know, Jarvis, you know, it, it, it runs great underneath routes. Rashard and Baker just have this yin and yang. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones obviously gives you the ability to you know, blow the top off of the defense, something that would have been huge last week against the Jets because um, you're going to sell it against the run. You need the guy. You, know, you need the horse essentially to go deep. Um, Aladdin will be back to do that. Um, <clears throat> I'll be stunned. Um, and, and But, again, um, if the Browns finish the season at 10-6 and six, after being 6-10 and 10 last season, it, it's still a really good year. Um, but – you know, for the most part, look, with the fact that, you know, this close uh, to not have it, I, I can get the, you know, I can get the thorn in the side. But, you know, for as long as, you know, I've been covering this team since September of 2017. Pete's been following this team since he was a kid. Um, you truly feel that you have a recipe for long-term success here. Um, Sunday's going to be a blast. It really is. And, <laughs> we all want it. I think you all deserve it and we'll see how it all plays out. Um, But, you know, I I don't see a way the Browns don't walk away with this one comfortably. Um, Cause I do think if they get up 10, nothing, or they even get up 14, nothing, um, the other significant players for the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to, you know, go put on parkas. They're going to go put on their, you know, they're going to go put on their hats and it's going to be a day for them. It just seems the way to go here, but the opportunity is being given to you. Um, You've, you know, had your success this season to get to this point. Uh, Pittsburgh's essentially telling you just take this game because it doesn't mean anything because, you know, when you were an established franchise, you play for playoff games. You don't play for week 17 games. So that's it. That's the wrap. Uh, you know, because we're not doing the Google things anymore. I guess, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll drop it here. Browns 27, 10 Browns, 24, 10, something of that nature certainly, what uh you know I'm feeling I think everything is there and I think this team just has the right amount of being aggravated and frustrated whatever happened over the last couple of weeks that you know they can go handle business on Sunday at home first energy stadium against the Pittsburgh Steelers he is Pete Smith Browns Digest through SI.com Pete and Steve have done a fantastic job this regular season putting you guys out just incredible content day in day out make sure you're checking that out through westside.com. Make sure you're following Browns Digest. Pete himself at underscore Pete Smith underscore the show at Locked On Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Uh, me personally at Jeff uh, underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open over there uh, as well. It just it, It's been great talking to everybody, uh, honestly, this last week, whether it's Browns, whether it's been the holidays, whether it's been the new year, and everybody's just trying to, you know, focus on, you know, getting back to reality. Um, it's been a great regular season. Um, uh, Pete will tell you. I'll tell you. Jeff Risden was over on the other night screaming how we want to cover some playoff football. The opportunity is there. Go get it done on Sunday. 
Locked On Browns, iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, rate, review. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.